you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. Dan Miller here. Hey, this is episode 271. We're already almost finished with February. Can you believe it? Well, you talk about a year flying by fast. It just seems like it's speeding up. Anyway, we're getting ready to go into March. That means we ought to be about two months worth into the goals that we set, into the plans that we have for this year. I hope you're achieving the things that you wanted this year. We're going to talk about one particular principle today. Probably going to be a little shorter today, but going to talk about one particular principle that I hear repeatedly, and that is, Dan, but I didn't have any choice. So that's it. We're just going to park there for a little bit. As you're listening to this, uh, I'm probably going to be out cruising in the Caribbean. So it's one I uh, put in the can ahead of time so that we'd have uh, something to stimulate our thinking. But I'll be back on schedule again next week. Anyway, that's our theme. But I didn't have any choice. Now, here's some of the questions that I get every week. How can I look for a new job when I'm behind in my mortgage payments now? Well, gee, Dan, I'd love to start a new business, but I don't have any money. You talk about finding your passion, but I'm just doing what I have to do. My parents won't support me in going to college, so I'll never have that opportunity. Now, I could go on and on and on with the kind of questions that I get that are in that vein. But you get, this, you get the picture. Dan, I didn't have any choice. Our quotation for today comes from Stephen Covey who said, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. And we'll come back and park on that. Incidentally, our sponsor today is my friend, or my friends at Harry's, harrys.com. You know, that's where I get my razors. When I travel, like I'm doing a lot right now, golly, I've got multiple Harry's stuck in every bag that I could possibly take to make sure I'm never without them. I don't want to be without those five German engineered blades that keep my face smooth and clean all day long. Harry's and you can go to harrys.com and use 48 days as the code to get $5 off your purchase. That's the deal. Now, Stephen Covey again says, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. Do you really believe that? Do you think that's true for you? That you're exactly where you are? who you are, have what you have because of decisions that you made, or has a lot of that just been thrust on you? Are you just a product of where you were born, who your parents are, and what life has offered you? Well, I know this is a dicey kind of area, but I'm a firm believer that we can choose where we want to be. We may not be able to choose where we came from, choose some things in our past, Boy, we have a lot of option to use choices to move forward. John Paul Sartre says, we are our choices. I just recently was working with a lady. She's a very high profile, prominent, high level executive CEO of an international company. And in working with her in our initial coaching session, I was appalled at how frequently she says, Dan, I had no choice. 
So things have deteriorated. I had no choice. She no longer has control of the company. I had no choice. She signed her name under some documents that obligate her to incredible amount of ongoing debt. Then I had no choice. What happens when you say that? Now, when I hear somebody say that, I cringe. I really do. I just cringe. I mean, regardless of the events that have unfolded, when you say I have no choice, you are immediately given up control to circumstances or other people. And with that, you will, in fact, be a victim of circumstances. And thus, you become a puppet of outside forces. But you always do have a choice. I want you to recognize that in every situation you can choose. Now, the options may look grim, but you still get to choose as you move ahead. Now, one of the things that I want to emphasize is that often we don't take time to look at multiple choices. We just simply think, well, there's there's only one option here. No, there's always more than one option. Or what you can do. I mean, Seth Godin says, I had no choice actually means I had only one path that was easy in the moment. And that's usually what it means. You know, I had no choice means, well, there was just one choice. It seemed obvious. I didn't take time to really look at other things that could have been done. A lot of times we don't even think about things. It just seems kind of automatic. We just get, you know, in those kind of uh, obvious moments, we take non-obvious actions So we don't have to make difficult decisions. We just kind of get swept along and all of a sudden we're in a position we don't want to be. And we look back and say, well, I had no choice. But now think about some of the things that we put in that category. Gee, I've got a job that I hate, but I don't have any choice. Really? Now think about that. Monday morning rolls around. You've got a job you hate, but you don't have any choice. You got to pay the bills, make the mortgage payment. Feed the kids. You don't have any choice. Well, sure you do. You can choose not to go to work tomorrow morning. Now, you may not like the consequences of that. And that's okay. But then recognize you are choosing to go there. I mean, just saying it in that way puts you back in the driver's seat. lets you realize you aren't trapped. I mean, I talk to people all the time who are trapped. I mean, physicians, attorneys, dentists, pastors, they're trapped. One of the first things that I do is help them recognize and acknowledge they are not trapped. Nobody's forcing them to continue doing what they're doing. They choose to do so, and thereby they can choose to do something different if they want to. Nobody's trapped in a job. Nobody's trapped in a job they hate. You can choose not to go there That also implies then you can identify what other choices that you have. And I'll give you a a process here for identifying choices in just a second. Somebody may say, I'd like a new car, but I don't have a choice. Oh, really? I mean, how many different ways can you approach something that simple? You need a different car. Well, you could paint somebody's house and get 1500 bucks and go buy another car. You could get a little odd job. You could sell somebody the one you've got. I mean, there are buyers for any kind of piece of junk that you have. I'm amazed sometimes. The stuff I put on Craigslist, the the crappier it is, the quicker the response is, it seems. 
but you can sell virtually anything. But if you, I mean, you could do, no, like 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 I do with cars. I mean, I've never had a car payment in my life, but I got into position very early in my life where I didn't uh, I didn't even know it was an option to go borrow money on a car. Man, I grew up on a farm. We that's not what we did. We if we had the money, we went and bought a new piece of machinery. That's the way I did with cars. I started that pattern, and by the time I figured out I had other options, I was able to drive whatever car I wanted. So I just make sure that I take care of what I drive when I'm ready to to sell it. I sell it, recapture the money I paid for it, reinvest it in another car. Now that's just me, but that's a choice that I've made that I would never have a car payment. Then I would still be able to drive any car that I want. Just getting in a position by making the choice for that. Then I didn't want to borrow a hundred thousand dollars for my education, but I had no choice. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Gee, I didn't want to have $133,000 in student loan debt. I'm visiting with a, a client this week. That's $200,000 in student loan debt. Well, I didn't want to do that, but I had no choice. I got started into my professional degree, in this case an MD, and I have $200,000 in debt. Well, sure, you had a choice. You could have at any point stopped, draw, draw a line in the sand, and stopped. There are other options for how you can get education today especially at the bachelor's level. My goodness, there are all kinds of online courses you can take that cost very little. You can connect with my friends at College Plus and identify courses that you want to take. They'll help you find them, and you can get your bachelor's degree in about a year for less than 10000 bucks. The whole deal. You don't have to borrow $100,000 to get a degree. But I hear people say, well, I didn't have any choice, and now they've got a great big debt with no reasonable way of repaying it because they didn't have a choice. Well, sure they did. I didn't want to file bankruptcy, but I had no choice. Really? You always have a choice. I had a situation a few years ago where I woke up one morning and realized I owed about $430,000 to various vendors. Part of that was the IRS. Of course, that doesn't go away with bankruptcy anyway, but my everybody, my advisor's all told me to file bankruptcy. Well, I didn't want to do that. I knew I had a choice. It would have been easy to do that. And it looked like that would have been the reasonable thing to do. But with the way I was raised, I want to make sure my word means something. If I give my word, that ought to mean more than any piece of paper that we can draw up. So I didn't file bankruptcy. I did have a choice. Was it difficult? Yeah, it was difficult. Would it have shortened the process for me to be back to having a clean slate again had I filed bankruptcy? Yeah, I'm sure it would have. It took me longer than what I thought it would to dig my way out of the mess I had created. But I had a choice, and I chose. I never for a second considered bankruptcy. and Never for a second have I regretted not doing that, even though it took a big chunk of time to work my way out of that. Then I didn't want to sign my name on the loan documents, but I had no choice. Well, of course you had a choice. I mean, just, I, I like to recognize, I mean, there, there are certainly, you know, things I do that I don't particularly enjoy doing, but I don't convince myself that I have no choice. I mean, I don't care what it is. If it's taking nasty medicine because you have a cold, you have a choice. Just acknowledge that you are choosing to do that. I hear people all the time say, you know, all the things I have to do. 
you know, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I have to stop at the dry cleaners. I have to pick my kids up. Well, again, just reframe the wording in that. So you take the pressure off. It's not some big locomotive right behind you on a railroad track bearing down on you. No, you're choosing to do those things. You're choosing to do that. Now, here's the, here's the other piece of this. And, and we're going to just keep this short. Here's the other piece of this. When people try to back out of making a choice, they get trapped in indecision. Now, there's another trap. Indecision. That is a crippling characteristic. Indecision in one area will carry its negative effects into other areas of life. I've seen parents who are unsure about selecting a school for their child become almost incapable of functioning for months, agonizing over this decision. You know, I've seen frustrated workers who remain in toxic corporate cultures because they're unable to decide to move on. And I've witnessed self-owned businesses slowly fail as the owners feel unable to make the decision to stop their deepening hole. Just indecision. So recognizing you have a choice no matter what it is. Are you going to go to the job tomorrow? Are you going to get rid of the car you have? Are you going to drive a different way? Are you going to go to Disneyland or to um, the Ozarks for vacation? Those kind of things. You always have a choice. Then it becomes incumbent on you to make a decision. I think a lot of times people back out of, they, they convince themselves they have no choice, so they don't have to go through the agony of making a decision. They don't have to go through the process of making a decision. No, it's like the decision's already been made for them because they have no choice. No, step back, take a deep breath, identify the fact that you have multiple choices in any situation, bar none. Any situation, you have choices. But once you decide and acknowledge that you have a choice, then you have to make a decision. What is the choice going to be that you're going to make? Are you going to go to that job you hate or are you going to stay home? Are you going to give notice today? Are you going to start a job search? All the things that you can choose to do, then you're confronted with that. How do you make a decision? Now, Joanna and I have used a process for all the years of our marriage when confronted with a decision, we allow a two-week maximum for arising, arriving at a decision on that. You know, whether it's where to move, what kind of car to purchase, whether or not to go to school, making a career business decision, how to handle a difficult relationship with a relative, we approached the process as follows. Here's a five-step process for making a decision. Once you decide, once you acknowledge, you really do have a choice. You don't need to be stuck there. This doesn't need to go on and on and on. I mean, the Bible tells us a double-minded man. I mean, somebody who can't make up their mind, a double-minded man, man is unstable in all his ways. And that's exactly what happens. When there's one thing you can't make a decision about, it filters into all the other areas and it cripples your effectiveness in the other areas of your life. So here's a five-step process. Number one, state the problem. Number two, get the advice and opinion of others. People you trust, ask them. Number three, list the alternatives. Number four, choose the best alternative. Number five, act. Now, again, that's a process. Now, I think most decisions can be made immediately. I mean, really. I mean, 85% of decisions based on what you know about yourself, wisdom that you've gained over the years ought to be made immediately. So I don't think it takes a long time. 
Joanne, on the other hand, you know, likes to consider all the options, think about it, pray about it, talk to other people, and that process could go on for some time. So the two-week period that we've decided on was a compromise. I'd be comfortable making it 48 hours. Uh, She'd be comfortable making it 48 days. So we compromised in the middle two weeks. That works really well for us. That means, yes, there's enough time where I don't just ready fire aim, which is my tendency. And it also keeps us from just going months on months with having that nagging sense that we need to make a decision on something, but haven't made a decision. I mean, it could be new furniture for the living room. It could be where we are going to go, you know, on our next trip. Are we going to stay an extra day? I mean, there's lots of things that crop up where decisions need to be made, but I don't want those to just be open-ended over a long, long period of time. So we just make decisions about those things. Where are we going to go for Christmas this year? Well, we can make that decision in the next two weeks. That's not a problem at all. Why would we wait from February to October to make a little decision like that? Let's just make the decision, put it on our calendar, done deal. We can move on. Well, I encourage you to do that. Again, I'll go through those five and we'll wrap up. State the problem. Get the advice and opinion of other people. List the alternatives. Choose the best alternative and then act. You can deal effectively with the challenge of making solid decisions. Don't be indecisive and unstable in all your ways. Rather, walk in the strength, confidence, and boldness that come from decisive actions. And watch yourself. Watch yourself this week. See if you catch yourself saying, I don't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. See if you catch yourself saying that. And if you do it, Just imagine me standing there right beside you, giving you a good sound slap to the face. You do have a choice. Don't say I don't have a choice. You give authority away to everybody else, circumstances, and other people as soon as you say that. doesn't need to be true for you. You can decide. Remember our quotation for today? Stephen Covey says, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. Hey, and make the decision to get a new razor from Harry's. Go to harrys.com. Use 48 days as a code there. That's a little decision. That's a little tiny decision you can make. And you'll thank me for it. Well, hey, have a great week. We're going to go right into our ending here. Again, we got a lot going on here at 48 Days. Check our schedule. Join us for some of the events coming up. We'd love to see you here. Got a coaching event coming up again in May. Got launch. The event I'm doing with Ken Davis coming up in April. It's see me, I'll be speaking to social media marketing in March out in San Diego. I'd love to connect with you there. So now I put make the decision. Make this the year that you want it to be. Thanks for being part of this community where we in fact are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. It's gonna take all you've got to make the future you want. Change the future you